Do you know if your children have any dreams? Do you know if there's some things they'd really like to do or some places they'd love to go? Join us today on Happy the Home as we look at discovering their dreams. This is looking great, Caleb. Did you create this building yourself? Sure, yeah. Can I have one of those rich things? Out uh, your brain? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. Uh, I suppose, yeah. Oh, you're a landscaper, huh? Yeah, you're an architect. Thank you, Caleb. Not okay. landscaper exactly. and architect. Well, do, you, um, do you have any flowers I can put in, honey? Uh, one left oh. there. One left. Thank you. Okay, good yeah. job. All righty. Hey, I didn't get it. All finished. Here. Look at that. Good deal. Hmm. It's fun when we do things together, isn't it? It's what? Say again? It's fun when we do things together. Yeah, I think so too. <coughs> what other things have we done together, Caleb, as a family that um, you've enjoyed? I mean, I know you like Lego. You've always liked Lego. But what other things? We went to the Kennedy Space Center. Yeah, Kennedy Space Center in Florida. What was fun about that? We got to see all the rockets and stuff like that. All right. How about you, Hannah? What, can you think of a fun thing? No, I'm putting you on the spot here, but a fun thing that we've done together. I enjoy skiing, like our local ski mountain. What, cross-country skiing, downhill skiing? Downhill skiing. All oh, right. you like speed, huh? <laughs> yeah. Speed queen. Anything to do speed with freak. speed. Right. Speed freak. No. So you go skiing on your own or what? No, we go together. Together. All right. Well, Mommy doesn't always go, but... Um, getting there. Getting there. <laughs> <laughs> what about, can you think of another thing, Caleb? <laughs> Come on, you can you can figure can it out. Um, going up to Haleakala. What is Haleakala? It, it's a mountain in Hawaii. All oh, right, a volcano okay. in yeah. Hawaii. Uh, so, did we just kind of just saunter up there, you know, <laughs> noon, middle of the day? <laughs> no, up the sunset. Sunrise. I mean, sunrise. 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 So, so sunrise. tell tell our viewers, tell our viewers, what time did you have to get up to do that? About two o'clock or. The afternoon? No, two in the morning. <laughs> two in the morning. <laughs> Good. It was very spectacular. How about you, Hannah? One more thing that um, you enjoy doing together as a family. I enjoyed our trips to Waterton and to Yellowstone and to different national parks. That's good for us because we live in Montana. Yeah. You know, today's program is entitled... Um, I've forgotten the name of the title. Help me out, family. <laughs> I know. It's um, Discovering Their Dreams. And we are the Rain family, part of Restoration International. And today's program is corresponding with Chapter 4 in the book, um, The Connected Family. It's the companion book that goes with the program. And again, to, to remind you, it's a step-by-step -step guide, and we're building on... Um, previous steps, but each program is standalone as well. If you haven't seen the previous programs, you can just pick up where we are, or you can order the DVDs, uh, or even better still, tune into the next program because program number five is a review where we're going to review the first four programs. So that'll really get you up to speed. 
And we want to discover, we were talking about some dreams that the children have had. I know Hannah, it was a dream for many years for her to go skiing and Caleb to go up to the top of the volcano. But tell us some other dreams that um, maybe you haven't had fulfilled. So we, we want to know what's inside this little heart of yours. What, what dreams do you have? Well, we haven't gone to Key Hawk yet, but we've tried, All but right. it hasn't worked. So, we'll so what's so exciting about Kitty Hawk? Well, the Wright Brothers. We read a book about Wright Brothers, and um, they, that's where they flew their airplanes first. All right, it's where they test flew their airplanes. And uh, Daddy used to be into hang gliding. And we got reading about the Wright brothers, and now Caleb wants to go to Kitty Hawk. That's good. We should try and work that out. You know, we've tried. We go to give meetings in Roanoke, Virginia every year, and it's not that far away. And we thought, well, if we just pay a few extra dollars, and um, we could get there. But how about you, Hannah? What, uh, what dreams have you had that haven't been fulfilled yet? Well, I've always wanted to go to Baffin Island to see the Northern Lights. Baffin uh, Island? Where is that? <laughs> it's way up uh, off the top of Canada. How, the islands way up by Alaska. How did you even know about such a place? I read about it in history in grade oh, four. Oh, in I think. school. You know, they get to learn a lot of things in school. <laughs> so, do you children? Do you think that those dreams will ever come true? They could, probably. You, pre you seem pretty confident. <laughs> uh, how about you, Hannah? It could. Do, do you have a <laughs> long way away? She's big on. What other What other dreams do you have? I also want to go to Mexico to help in an orphanage. So if you can't go <laughs> as far north, you're just going to head south, right? Yeah, she, she's this girl who likes to travel, as you can tell. And Traveling. of course, if you went to, to Mexico, then you get to fulfill another dream you've got, right? What's yeah, that one? I have to learn Spanish. She's dreaming about to. learning Spanish. Wouldn't that just, be fun to I do? I just want to go real quick now. Um, Tell us, Caleb, about your dreams that you've had for a cello. How, how long and where you are now in all of that? Well, I've had it for about a year. Yeah. And so you got one? Yeah, I got one. And I've right. had it for about a year. And we, we've been doing some lessons. And how, when was your first inklings of wanting a cello? Well, about when I was four. Four, Probably. and you're 12 now. That's a long time to hope for something. We, we have pictures of Caleb when he was four with a child's guitar and a stick duct taped to the bottom and a cardboard <laughs> bow, and he's playing the cello. <laughs> <laughs> so things have really, really moved on, right? <laughs> now they're at the Indiana family camp meeting. There you are with all the other people doing your bit. That was a real dream come true, wasn't it, to get your cello to Indiana? And Hannah, you, you had a musical dream fulfilled. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'd always wanted to play the flute, and um, then we were talking to a friend at one of the camp, family camp meetings, and they had a spare flute that they weren't using anymore, and so they gave it to me. Wow. So that was, yeah, <laughs> That's a nice. dream come true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And did, so did you just dream about this flute, or what? <laughs> no, I hoped for it and prayed for it. Oh, you prayed for it. That's pretty important, prayer. Well, it's not quite bedtime yet, but you kids can go off and play your instruments for a while if you want. Mommy and Daddy can have a bit of uh, time together with the viewers. So we love you, but it's time for you to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something Hannah didn't mention was her desire to take care of all the home duties. Now that's quite unusual for a young lady, I realize, but you know, we shared in the previous program that if you can encourage your little children in the kitchen when they really have the enthusiasm, then when they get into their teen years, they'll want to do it and they'll be proficient. And this summer, 
I had some health issues and I wasn't able to run the home as I usually do. And Hannah was able to pick up all the home duties and for the whole summer she got to do that. You might think, cool, that's kind of a drag for a young girl, but you know, she got a real thrill out of that, didn't she? Well, what I, I said to her, I said, so how is it? And she says, well, it's hard work. <laughs> and so she got a little bit of a taste of what you have to do on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah. The tractor also, um, Caleb has... He's asked again and again and again, can I drive the tractor? Well, you can do a <laughs> oh, lot of damage yeah. with that thing, even though it's little, but, you know, he's, he's able, and I've let him drive it, and he drove it round to the neighbors one time, just on our driveway and their driveway, and you could just, I could just sense in him that um, there's a principle, a spiritual principle, that trust awakens trust, and love awakens love. And as I let Caleb fulfill one of his dreams in, in driving the tractor, I could just tell that his heart opened up. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really want him to do it, to tell you the truth, because <laughs> it's me who has to fix it if he bumps into a tree or whatever. Um, you know, moving on, um, our children all have dreams. Now, when they're younger and you say, hey, you know, what are some of your dreams? You, you saw the hesitation in our children. It was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but if you probe around a little mm -hmm. bit, and that's the practical assignment we want to give you for this program. And the, the reason for it is because later on in the Happy the Home series, we are going to give you an opportunity to fulfill some of the dreams of your children. It's part of winning their affections, drawing them close to us so that we can take them close to God. So this is a, another practical step. So what we want you to do as, um, is to find out some of the dreams of your children. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of the dreams our children uh, have had and we've done that already but we're going to talk about how we can fulfill some of those they're well out of earshot now um, you know one thing we have discovered Carol and I I think we did what most parents did and that is when our children were young we got them loads of toys and you know we would go to the store and oh this would be nice and that would be nice and I'm not by any stretch and you can chip in here Carolyn if you think I'm um, getting this slightly out of balance because you and I have had some talks about this it's not just toys that they need I, I think children need some t some toys some good durable toys but we tend to buy them stuff as a replacement for giving them our attention and so I could buy Caleb a play tractor and that would keep him happy for a while but eventually he's going to want to drive my tractor. <laughs> and so, you know, we've, we've got to, in our discovering their dreams, we've got to get a little bit involved in trying to fulfill some of these, not in this program, but later on. But now we want you to try and figure out some of your children's dreams. And remember, those dreams might well be something that involves you to be able to facilitate it happening. Hannah wants to go to Baffin Island. She's not going to get there for a long time on her own. <laughs> and uh, Caleb wants to go to Kitty Hawk. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Kitty Hawk in a few minutes. Um, I wanted to spend a little bit of time here talking about um, a scripture, Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4 and verse 6. I'm going to read it here in the, the New King James, and I'm also going to read it again in the 
the New International Version because it's kind of slightly different but the same meaning. It says in the King James, Malachi 4, 6, it says, and he, talking about God, will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Now, what's so significant about that verse is t to me, of course, it got my attention because it's to fathers, but it got my attention also because there's an order of events there. First of all, God is wanting to turn our hearts towards our children, and then almost as a, um, a consequence of that, because we're turning our hearts to them as God works in us, that he will turn their hearts towards us. And that's really what we're trying to get at. Now, in the NIV 2010, it's slightly different. Um, it says, he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children. So, moms, you're in this as well. We need to open up our hearts to our children. And what do I mean by that? I, I don't want it to be a cliche. We, we need to enter into their world. We need to find out what makes them tick. We need to find out what their dreams are. I mean, so it's so easy as parents to, yeah, our kids would like to go to Baffin Island, but dream on, buddy. <laughs> well, or, or in our case, Hannah. Um, can't we be a bit more interested in that? It doesn't have to be anything grand. You know, Hannah wanted that flute, and I don't know how much a flute cost, you know, 200 300 $500, but um, she prayed about that. Well, I'm just thinking as you're talking that it wouldn't take much for us to be able to make Kitty Hawk this year. You know, we go to Virginia. Mm -hmm. In fact, we go to Virginia in a few weeks, it's but it's not going to work then. But we could do it in September when we go to Virginia. Why don't we just cut out the time and make sure that we do do that? Well, we're going to make that commitment now to yeah, try and do let's it. Let's do it to the viewers. So you're going to have to <laughs> call into 3 and find <laughs> out if Caleb ever got to go to Kitty Hawk. <laughs> you know, that would be a dream for him. It would, I'd be interested in that as and well. And for you. <laughs> and for me, because I was back in the hang gliding world. But you know, the, the, if we're going to try and, well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This isn't about fulfilling dreams. This is purely about finding out mm -hmm. what are some of their dreams. What are mm -hmm. some of the things that, you know, when you were a kid, did your parents ever fulfill any of your dreams? Oh, is, yeah. is it memorable? To, what did it do in your heart? Well, I can remember my parents were, of course, I was raised in England. My parents weren't very wealthy. And Why is Eng England a poor country? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. But, you know, we just grew up in, in the country. We we're country kids. And... Um, I used to love to watch the birds, but I didn't have a pair of binoculars. I tried my brother's telescope, but it was pretty hard to kind of focus in on that. And so my father didn't have a lot of money, but he managed to get a hold of a used pair of binoculars. And one Christmas time, that's what I had for Christmas. And I was so excited. So you're excited. I mean, every child is excited to receive a gift. But how did it affect you in your relationship to your parents? Well anything like that connects you to your parents you feel like they they care about you you know they do even when they can't do those things but you feel like they care about you that they're tuned into what makes you tick and what makes you happy and that they've gone out of their way to try and achieve that so if if it was a pair of binoculars you wanted obviously your parents picked that up 
But what if they'd brought home some telescope and book about the night sky, which maybe wasn't your dream? H how would that affect you? Well, I would have given it to my brother because that was his thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it, that wouldn't have had the same no, effect because it no. would have missed the mark. It was like the fact that they had heard and realized what it was that meant a lot to me and did their very best to fulfill that. That's the key that I really want to bring into our viewers that in Carolyn's case with those binoculars it was because her parents um, they perceived what was really in her heart. Maybe she just said it outright but when we give intelligently and oftentimes you know I'm gonna be honest gifts aren't my thing. You'll, you'll learn more about the fact that <laughs> gifts are Carolyn's thing but gifts aren't my thing so when it comes to buying gifts it can be something like this hey it's children's birthdays coming up need to get them something so you go down the store and what about this what about that yeah that'll do let's just get them that Boom. in the car done fury that's it we'll have at least something for their birthday or for Christmas or whatever how much thought really goes into it so we want to challenge you to discover their dreams and I want to talk a little bit about something that really stands out in my childhood and oh boy, I didn't expect that. I almost felt a little bit of, I did feel some emotion coming up in me. So obviously it's deep down in there. But um, I was born and raised in uh, the United Kingdom. And I suppose in the US, um, what do US kids do? They play basketball or baseball or something. But in the United Kingdom, every boy plays soccer. In fact, we don't call it soccer. We call it football. Uh, but you American audience would understand it as soccer. And so I would play in the streets in the evening. I'd play for the school. I'd had a Sunday league team that I played for. And I didn't realize at the time, but how committed my... <laughs> how committed... This just goes to prove the point. Mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> how committed my parents were to ferry me around mm -hmm. and it excuse me <laughs> it all culminated um, I used to go and watch as well as playing soccer of course we used to love to go and watch the soccer and it was always on Saturday afternoon and um, my parents <laughs> this isn't going away <laughs> um, bear with me bear with me my parents actually one year I remember really pushed the boat out and they bought a season ticket um, that meant we could go and watch the soccer every Saturday afternoon for the whole season we didn't have to nag mom and dad <laughs> can we go this week can we go this well, week they were pretty smart <laughs> yeah we're gonna go every week and well every other week because sometimes our team was playing away and at the end of the year there was one of the soccer players and he was going to be retiring you know they retire him off at 25 or 35 or whatever and so he was going to have this special game where the the audience that came all the money that was collected for the game would go to him as his kind of retirement gift from the football club this is professional soccer in the united kingdom and so um i was part of a sunday league team and we were having this competition going backwards and forwards and we ended up in the final my team we were the Coventry sportsmen I think that was the name of our soccer team we ended up in the final and the final of this match was going to be played on the professional 
field with all the floodlights and about 6,000 people Yikes. watching. And so this was a dream come true. It, was, it wasn't the full 11 aside, it was down to 7 aside. And so I didn't know if I was going to be in the team, but I was. I was in the team. And this is where it gets really exciting for me. I still remember it to this day. We were winning. And I was in defense, that's normally at the back, but somehow I ended up near the goal and I scored a goal <laughs> right there in front of 6,000 people. I mean, that's not very many, but when you're, I was probably about Caleb's age, I was about 11 or 12, that is a big thing. And then I looked up at the huge, great big scoreboard and there's my name. And I remember thinking, how do they know my name? And, you know, that was... I don't play much soccer now. I play with Kayla a little bit around the yard and, and with you and Hannah, but it's more, not competitive, I don't now. But, you know, then I appreciated the fact that my parents were willing to ferry me here and ferry me there. That made a big impact mm -hmm. on me. And they obviously, I, in fact, I've spoken to my dad since on this subject. And he said, you know, Paul, I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> He said, you lacked, lacked a lot of confidence as a child. You were bottom of the class when it came to reading and spelling and all of that. And we recognized that you needed something to give you some encouragement. And so they figured I was pretty good at soccer, obviously. And so they were willing to ferry me around for that. And so... Well, I think that, that Caleb is into mechanical things. And I think letting him use the tractor and do that. You can see in him, I still remember the day he came home from having driven to the neighbors. By the way, moms, I was praying the whole time he was gone, thinking anything could happen to this child. We live up in the mountains of Montana where there's bears and mountain lions and moose and you name it. But when he came back, you could see his smile a long way in the distance when he was coming back. He was so excited that he had gotten to do this. So we need to be prayerful about these dreams that our children have maybe their dreams are we're just like oh what's the big deal about that that really doesn't mean anything that important mm -hmm. to me but listen to what Paul's sharing about his dream back then it's obviously very important you're 40 some now and you just haven't forgotten it yeah so. and it's still very deep mm -hmm. and so parents the challenge is um, be observant this is a, another step to figure out you're gonna have to do some questioning and um, it might be a little bit awkward in a way, but you need to be asking your children, so, you know, what kind of dreams do you have? What kind of things do you enjoy? And here again, we're just paving the way because later on in a later program, we're going to be looking at uh, ways to fulfill that dream. We've made a commitment here mm -hmm. on TV mm -hmm. that we are going to try and get to Kitty Hawk. Uh, are we going to use the word try or are we going to say yes? No, by we're going to go, but don't tell Caleb he doesn't know about it <laughs> you know I have a question and that is what if as we dig deep into our children's hearts and find out what their dreams are what do we do if the dream just isn't appropriate that's a good question because you know they, they need to be steered as children to figure out what dreams are okay and what dreams wouldn't be okay right and we've all had things in life that we regret that we wish we hadn't done yeah. So what, what do we do if something they come up with isn't well, really appropriate? Well, I, th I think that's why God gave children parents. They, they need that guidance. And as parents, we shouldn't be afraid to, to guide our children. And if they're wanting something that's uh, not going to do them any good in the long run, then lovingly we need to 
deny that or we need to seek to divert their attention onto something more profitable. So, you know, if you're, um, I can't think of an example necessarily, but if your child, when you investigate what kind of dreams they have, has something just out there and you think, you know, that is not going to do them any good. Make sure, first of all, you pray about that. Um, but if it really is one of those things that's going to take them off track, then, you know, look for something else. Look for something better, because we don't want this to take our children off in a wrong direction. We are just wanting to um, do what it said there in Malachi chapter 4 and verse 6. We want God to turn our hearts to our children to reach them in effective way, that they will then be drawn out to us as their parents. Because in later programs, we are going to be talking about um, some of the things we want our children to do, and it's going to be a lot easier <laughs> if, they, if we have won their affections, mm -hmm. which is the whole point of this first mm -hmm. section in Happy the Home. The first 13 programs are all dedicated. And I hope you're starting to get a bit of a picture now how we need to draw their affections in uh, by denying ourselves, by not doing some of those things that are necessarily comfortable for us. Well, we'll come back after the break and we'll talk very specifically about today's challenge. Join us in a few moments. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. And I, I think you're getting the gist now that, that these Happy the Home programs with Paul and Carolyn and their children, they are not complicated stuff. But if you will do the, the challenges, what's our challenge for today, Carolyn? Well, we've got a couple of them. One of them is to pray specifically that you will gel into what their dreams are, that the Lord will give you the in insights into what they are and into ways to fulfill those. Maybe it's an expense thing that's the issue. Maybe it's a time factor that you need. Maybe, I'll be really honest, you don't really like it. It's not something you want to do. And so you're going to have to ask the Lord to change your heart. He's well able. He's in the heart-changing business. So that's not a problem for him. We just need to ask him and be willing to surrender to that. But at this point, we're just trying to find out what those dreams are. In future programs, we're going to talk about how we could fulfill those. Um, so the specific challenge, find out your children's dreams. Not complicated mm -hmm. stuff. Anybody watching this could do that. Let's have a word of prayer, Carolyn. <clears throat> Father in heaven, we thank you for our children, and yeah, they bug us sometimes, and um, there's probably things that we have found out in previous programs that we want to get into dealing with, but Father, help us to go step by step, and at this point, just to find out what it is that they look forward to, uh, what makes them tick, what they would like to do, and help us to make note of that. Thank you, Father. Open our eyes, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the next program, we are going to review the first four programs that we've covered so far. So it's a great time to catch up. If you've got friends who you think this would benefit, and I'm sure everybody's got some friends, that tell them to tune into 3ABN and watch this next week so that they can catch up. And after we've done the review, we're going to move further into that section on winning the affections of our children. So join us next time on Happy the Home.